What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, October 27th. We are almost done with one of the best months of the sports calendar. And it's been a lot of fun here in October. We've gotten to see a ton of things, even the Marlins in the postseason. When I'm back with you guys on Monday, it'll still be October. We'll be one day away from Halloween. Hmm, what are you going to wear? But I'm not going to talk about that on this Friday because we got a double football weekend ahead of us. And, you know, we've only got two more double football weekends at Hard Rock Stadium. A double football weekend would mean the Hurricanes play a home game on Saturday, which is tomorrow, and then the Dolphins play a home game on Sunday, which is going to happen in just two days from now. The Canes, they get Virginia tomorrow, and the Miami Dolphins get those New England Patriots on Sunday. I remember doing this show, and I've been doing it for a while, almost 16 years. When I would talk about the New England Patriots on this program, for those of you who have tuned in to me for many, many years, I had some audio that I would play for the Patriots, and I'm not going to play it now because they don't deserve it. They don't get it. Essentially, the Patriots were the evil empire. You just couldn't get by them. Now, the majority of it had to do with Tom Brady. People always wondered, is it all Brady? Is it half Brady and half Belichick? Is it all Belichick? Nobody really wondered that. Well, now that Tom Brady is long gone from New England and the Patriots got Mac Jones, there's no way on earth I could play the audio for the evil empire. If I was going to match up some audio with the Patriots, I don't even know what it would be. Something pretty sad. And I don't do sad on this show. But that's what the New England Patriots are. They're a pretty sad football team with a quarterback who is not good. Yeah, he's better than I am, of course. But as far as other quarterbacks in the NFL, like, elite or really good or even good like decent quarterbacks Mac Jones would not be on that list so tomorrow at Hard Rock Stadium we should get a W with the Canes Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium we should get a W with the Miami Dolphins and that'll conclude our double football weekend we'll have one more Louisville will be in town to take on the Hurricanes, and then the Raiders will be in town to take on the Dolphins. That's in just a few weeks. The Raiders. And I'll probably be there for that. But that's it. Two more weekends where both of our football teams in Miami play at home the same weekend, back-to-back. I anticipate when I join you guys on Monday, it'll be a double Victory Monday because the Canes and Dolphins not only should they win this game in my mind it seems like they should win this game in almost everyone's minds because they are big favorites both teams should win they're playing inferior opponents so 
yeah, anything can happen. I was saying it the other day, and we say it all the time. You just never know. But I'm pretty confident on Monday we'll have a double victory Monday show. But yes, you you never know. If I had to record a show right now for Monday and I just sent it to the station like I was going to fly somewhere and I said, hey, here's Monday's show, uh, play it no matter what. I wouldn't give them options. I wouldn't give them two shows. I wouldn't say here's the Dolphins win show, here's the Dolphins lose show. And for the record, I do not do that. (laughs) I'm just making that clear. I'm just saying uh, uh, something hypothetical here. I would just send the station a Dolphins victory show and say, hey, go with it. Maybe cut out the Kane segment or something just in case. But as far as the Dolphins go, I don't think there's anything to worry about. What else have we got going on this weekend? We got the Canes. We got the Dolphins. The MLS playoffs with... mm, No, Inter-Miami, no. Nope, that's not a thing. Inter-Miami didn't make the MLS playoffs and... I'm not watching the MLS postseason. The only thing I'm watching to do with Inter Miami is every time I go to the airport, looking at the golf course that used to be there, which is now being dug up, and I'm going to see what they're going to do next because according to Jorge Moss and the commissioners, they're going to put a mall there, they're going to put a park and a stadium in like a year and a half from now. Come on. Can't even build a new road to get into the stadium in the next year and a half, let alone a stadium and a park and a mall and a hotel and restaurants and a whole shopping center. Who are we kidding? I wouldn't mind talking about Inter-Miami in the MLS playoffs, but they're not in it. We got the Panthers. They're in it, but their season just started. They're home against the uh, Kraken. That would be the Kraken from Seattle. The Heat, they're not at home, but they will be playing some basketball. They got a three-game road trip tonight in Boston, tomorrow in Minnesota, and then a marquee matchup on Monday with the Milwaukee Bucks. That is a tough trip. Well, we learn a lot about the Miami Heat after these three games. I could sit here and tell you that. But after what happened last season, how could I tell you that and be serious? You watch the these Heat players. You watch this entire team. You watch Eric Spolstra. You watch this organization after the next three games. And that is going to tell you what we are going to see from the Miami Heat the rest of the way. Who would I be kidding? If you said that last season... How would you have looked? Yeah, that would be me. How did I look? 
that came on here last basketball season, and I was saying, oh, this is the Heat. No, that's the Heat. Oh, the Heat. What's the point of them even getting in? Gosh, I remember those shows. Why even get in? Why bother? What's the point? You're going to get swept, and now you can't get a better pick. Like, why? Well, we saw why. I definitely saw why. I was flying to Denver, and, you know, it was the same thing with the Panthers. I was flying to Vegas. I was going from Vegas to Denver, Denver to Vegas. That was a lot of fun. So these games, you want the Heat to win. You want them to get a better seed so they don't have to be on the road so much come playoff time. But this season just started, literally, just one game in. And now we get another and a tough three-game stretch right out of the gate for the Miami Heat. So enjoy these games. You're not going to be able to come up with a conclusion on the Heat season after these three games. You're just not. I mean, you could, but I don't think your conclusion is going to be correct. If it's correct, then... It was just a good guess. So I'm doing the show here today on this Friday from lovely Medellin. And I've gotten a lot of messages over the past week or so. DMs, you know, it always goes down in the DM. And a lot of people come in here to Medellin. And I've been running into some of you. Um, some of you I haven't been running into, which might be good or bad. I don't know. Uh, but I'm I'm glad to see, sort of, that a lot of you are taking my advice, as you always have. You take my advice when I tell you to go somewhere to eat something, and that's what I've built up over 16 years here. You know, I don't come on here ever and just talk about anything. You guys know that. If I say you should go somewhere or I'm going somewhere, you should go too. I, I think I got pretty good taste. With many things, like food, travel destinations, friends. My taste is pretty good. I put up a couple of uh, videos on my Instagram feed last night. I was watching some of the football game. Thought the Bills were going to blow out the Bucks. Looked like that, but then in the end, no. But the Bills won, so I was watching some of the football game, and then I went to a restaurant here in Medellin, really good food, and I put up a couple of videos. First one was a, one of those boomerangs with drinks. I was with a, a couple of friends, girls, 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 girls. and we were having some drinks and food, and I did a boomerang. Like, I'm not a boomerang person. I'm, I'm not the best. I'm good at videos and pictures, but boomerangs where you hold it down and you're supposed to do the cheers with the glasses and like move it forward move it back I think I'm not really good at that so one of my friends screwed up the boomerang I put up a video of that and then the second video was dessert some dessert with like white chocolate mousse and raspberry something I don't even I don't know what I was eating but I thought it was funny because the video, after I put it up, 
I was getting a lot of messages saying that actually looks like a porn video. And I was like, huh? And then I went back and looked at it and I understand. But it wasn't. I, I, I promise you it wasn't. So if you want to check it out, just go to my IG. I don't post news on IG. So like all of my followers are on Twitter or X, sorry, X, uh, Instagram. It's for a certain base. You know, you want to travel with me. You want to hang out, that kind of stuff. Play cards. You, you go to my IG. And if you go to my IG story, it'll be up there for a while because it was last night, like nine o'clock or something. Um, then you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Speaking of talking about, I got a lot to discuss this hour. And I'm going to start with football. Something kind of interesting, too. But I can't, until this hour, officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. So it looks like Adam Schefter of ESPN jumped the gun. You guys know I am a newsbreaker. That is what I love. That is my passion. It is breaking news. You know when you hear Slater's scoop, you are about to read or hear something that is the real deal Holyfield. It is legit info, it is verified, and it is 100% correct. Sometimes I'll tweet at the beginning new, sometimes I'll tweet just in, every now and then I'll give you a belief, but anytime you see on my X feed or you hear on the show, Slater's scoop, whatever follows that, is concrete information 100% true and knock on wood somebody at the studio door my my friends can wait no that was that was me to this date as it should be and as it should be with everyone anytime you have ever heard or read Slater's scoop. It has always come through. Because I'm not guessing. I'm not pretty sure of something and, and then I'll say it. No, it's a done deal. And it has been 100% of the time. It will be verified and it will be correct every single time. Now, at the same time, I have great respect for the best of the best in the business. And I'm not bringing this all up to go off on Schefter or somebody. I'm not. But this happened yesterday, and that's why I'm bringing up this subject. Jay Glazer, Adam Schefter, Woj, Shams, those guys are unbelievable with what they do. They are on top of their game. They have a lot of contacts. I know how the contacts game works. 
and I got plenty of contacts. If I ever lost my phone, hey, they're saved, not just on my phone. I'm not going to be one of those people. Yeah, uh, I lost my phone, and geez, I don't know who this is. Like, I lost all of my contacts. I don't know any of these numbers. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got them saved in many locations. Have I ever written, sorry, lost my contacts? Who's this? No, I won't even use that as an excuse. People do that. They don't have your number saved. Hey, new phone or lost my contacts. You're not making yourself look good. Just say, hey, sorry, this number's not saved. Who is this again? Whatever. Anyhow, Adam Schefter reported last night that Jalen Ramsey, we know, the Dolphins cornerback who they acquired in the offseason, he said that Jalen Ramsey is expected to come back this weekend. He will take the field against the New England Patriots. And that's great. Good news. The problem is Jalen Ramsey himself got word about what Schefter posted. All of his friends are texting him, I'm sure, teammates. And Jalen Ramsey went on his X feed and said, this is news to me. No wonder my phone is blowing up so much. But, wow, this is news to all of you, and it's also news to me. I would imagine that Adam Schefter probably had good information that Ramsey was planning on playing. And he did say the plan is for him to play, but then he will be back on the field against the Patriots. So it's like the plan is, but he's going to play. And logically speaking, we know that it was either going to be this weekend or next because before the Philadelphia game, the Dolphins opened up Jalen's three-week window. That meant Jalen could come back to practice, which he did last week. And then within three weeks, he had to be moved up to the 53-man roster or he'd have to be put on injured reserve for the rest of the season. So to translate that, as soon as the Dolphins opened his window, we knew it was either going to be the Philly game, the Patriots game, or the Chiefs game. Those are the three games within those three weeks. Schefter, I'm sure, had a source that said, look, Jalen's making progress. We saw him out there on the field. The plan is he's going to play this week. Thing is, a lot can happen between last night and kickoff on Sunday. You got to practice today. You got to walk through tomorrow. And there's treatment. So I do believe that Schefter had a source or two. He's not making it up. I mean, he's Adam Schefter. And I also believe that Jalen Ramsey himself wanted to slow walk it. Like, hey, just in case there's a setback of some kind, if I'm not fully ready to go, he, he doesn't want to have it out there. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm planning on playing, and then he doesn't play. I'm sure Jalen wants to under-promise and over-deliver. So he wasn't going to guarantee he can play until he knows he can play. And I believe Jalen, he doesn't know 100% that he can play. That's why the Schefter post is jumping the gun. 
I and all Dolphins fans, I'm sure, hope he's back on Sunday. I don't think the Dolphins need Jalen Ramsey to beat the New England Patriots. New England's offense, despite what they did against the Bills last week, they're not good. Mac Jones is not good at all. I think even without Jalen Ramsey, the Dolphins can win that football game. But if you look to the next game, the Dolphins have to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know that's going to be a brutal matchup for the Dolphins, D. So wouldn't it benefit both the Dolphins and Jalen Ramsey to have him get a week under his belt and you do it against the Patriots rather than have to play his first game back, deal with everything that comes with it, and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes? That would be a big ask. Now, this whole story about Jalen coming back, what gets lost in this, and it shouldn't get lost at all, this whole story is a credit to Jalen himself. Jalen has gotten himself so far. He's recovered so quickly. This is a story about a dude absolutely obliterating his rehab. He's pushing himself to get back as quickly as possible. And for that, Jalen Ramsey really should be praised. I have to praise you like I should. Nowadays, we see so many athletes, particularly ones who have received that bag, the bag of money. They got that big contract. They're just going to take their time. They're going to slow walk it. Jalen Ramsey wants back, and he wants it yesterday. By all accounts, he's been involved, engaged. He's been a good leader for this Dolphins team, and the dude hasn't even taken a snap. Vic Fangio, he's gotten a lot of criticism thrown at him. The first part of the season, people have been saying, what's up with Vic Fangio? He was supposed to be so good. The defense isn't looking great. We expected it to look good. If you take away any team's number one corner, think about the impact that's going to have. It moves everybody up. It puts more pressure on the D-line. It's a huge deal. If the Dolphins get both Jalen and X back and they're healthy, that's a totally different secondary. Then Cater Kohu and Eli Apple can return to roles that they're more used to. Everything defensively for the Dolphins will work better. And trust me, Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, Vic Fangio, they know that this team desperately needs Jalen Ramsey. That is why they went out and got him in the offseason. What else is going to be important Sunday against the New England Patriots and then the week after against the Chiefs, all before the Dolphins buy? I will get to that in just a moment. What you guys should get to is Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, where you'll be surrounded by beautiful... 
And you could go to Dean's Gold any day you want. They're open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. You want to go watch a basketball game there, a football game. They got all the televisions you need and, most importantly, all the entertainment. No matter what the score of a game is, you will have a great time and be entertained at Dean's Gold. If you're going to a game, go celebrate a victory after a game. Be surrounded by beautiful ladies who come from all over the world. That is what makes Dean's Gold the ultimate gentleman's club. Dean's Gold is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. Only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club. Dean's Gold. We are less than two weeks away from the next Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. Tuesday night, November 7th at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The prize pool has been doubled from what it was. It is now $20,000 guaranteed. That is the minimum amount that will be in the prize pool, twenty grand. A couple of weeks ago when I had my tournament, the prize pool had more than $30,000 in it. It's 250 bucks to buy in. It is a great tournament. We get to hang out, play cards, and I get to take your chips. Sometimes you'll take mine, but normally I take yours. If you get lucky and knock me out of my own tournament at the Hard Rock Tuesday night, November 7th, I will give you two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers in Sunrise, courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. I hope to see you out there. Put a reminder in your phone right now, Tuesday night, November 7th, cards in the air at 6 p.m. You can register until 9.30 p.m., so you got plenty of time to get there. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood in the poker room Tuesday night, November 7th for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. From the Hard Rock Hotel to Hard Rock Stadium. That's where I want this conversation to go right now. Tyreek Hill, looks like he'll be on the field Sunday. It was just, what, the other day, Wednesday, when we all thought... Oh, boy. Tua spoke on Wednesday, as he normally does, and he was talking about Tyreek being out. Well, eventually we'll get him back. Tyreek missed a practice, but he was back on the practice field yesterday. The injury report said he was dealing with a hip issue. Tyreek Hill said yesterday He is going to be good to go for Sunday's matchup against the Patriots. And not that the Dolphins would necessarily need him to beat New England. You don't want Tyreek missing any time. Jalen Waddle's been banged up. Tyreek Hill is the extra in this team. He's the extra that takes the Dolphins offense from being just ordinary to extraordinary that's what his absence would mean to this team not that an ordinary offense couldn't beat New England because I think they could but you want this offense to be gelling at all times 
We know Tyreek is the biggest weapon the Dolphins have on offense. He's the one that keeps defensive coordinators up at night trying to figure out what are we going to do with him. Tyreek's one of the best offensive players in the entire league. So having Tyreek healthy, where if he wasn't fully healthy, they could have easily said, Tyreek, we're just we're going to keep you out this week and we're going to get you ready for the game in Germany against Kansas City. That's going to be a game where we really need you, the New England game. We're going to be okay. No, the Dolphins, they're not playing games here. They're playing games on Sundays and sometimes Mondays. But with Tyreek, if he is able to play, he is going to be on that field. Now, I'm looking ahead already. I've mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of times. The Dolphins, they can't look ahead. This is a divisional game. You're going up against a Bill Belichick coach team. And this is a team that also, if you recall, did a decent job limiting the Dolphins' offense in week two. So the Dolphins have got to be locked in here. Now, as far as what I need to do, I'm not obligated to sit here and say, hey, they really need Tyreek for the Chiefs game. That's what they should be focused on. If he's not 100%, just let him rest to the Chiefs game. The Dolphins can't look ahead. The Dolphins need to be prepared for this New England game. And while I think the Dolphins should win handily, while Vegas thinks the Dolphins should win handily, the Dolphins, they approach it as they're playing a professional football team. And they cannot afford to sit anybody out. They need to have everyone they can possibly have available on that football field to beat New England. So I understand it from a Dolphins standpoint. The Dolphins need to be locked in. The Dolphins need to have every player on this team locked in. They need to focus on solely this game. I can focus on Tua against Mahomes. I can focus on Tyreek against the Chiefs. Because that is going to be a ridiculous matchup. Not really going to get into it now, but Germany, they are not getting a good game. Germany is getting one of the best games on the entire NFL calendar. Germany is getting perhaps a preview of the AFC championship game. And for those of you who are traveling Dolphins fans and maybe you take one trip a year, I know a lot of people who do that. A lot of you are taking that Germany trip. You saved up money. The minute you heard about it, you're like, okay, that's the trip I'm going to go on. And you bought an expensive ticket or maybe you emailed somebody for a hookup, whatever it may be, and you're going to head to Germany. The Dolphins, from what I understand, they're going to head to Germany pretty quickly after the game on Sunday. They're not going to leave on Sunday, but I believe they're going to leave on Monday. So they'll spend pretty much the entire uh, week out there getting used to everything and also having a good time. It's a business trip, but you got to you got to let loose a little bit. 
You're in the middle of an NFL season. It's grueling. It's tough. Enjoy where you are, but just know at the end of the day, hey, this is a business trip, and we got to win this football game. But I like the idea that they're not going to just fly out there on a Friday or a Thursday and say, okay, we're just going to the hotel. We're going to have the meetings. We're going to have a meal. We're going to have a practice, a walkthrough, and then we're going to play the game, and then we're going to head back home. I like the idea of heading out there much earlier. I like that a lot better. What I also like, wagering. I know you can't wager on sports legally in Florida just yet, but you can wager on horse racing, and I love to do that. Head on over to Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach. Gulfstream Park's got live racing every week right now. They got live racing today. They got live racing throughout the weekend. For the entire race schedule, you want to pick out the perfect day to go, visit gulfstreampark.com. And then when you really visit Gulfstream Park, do what I do. Go to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms. You go inside, you get a great table, you have a fantastic meal, you watch the races live right in front of you, and then you could bet on them. Heck, you could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Any day is a good day to bet on a horse race and possibly win some really good money. And if you can't make it out to Gulfstream Park, you could wager from wherever you are in the state of Florida. It is completely legal to do. Download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. So the other game we've got at Hard Rock Stadium this weekend, that's the game tomorrow. The University of Miami football team seems like they're not within reach of the ACC title game. There's too many teams in front of them. But at 5-2, and two, this is a team coming off a big win over Clemson. So why not build up some momentum? The Canes are two weeks away from taking on FSU. All I think fans can ask for right now is make the FSU game feel like it matters. Make that game against the Seminoles a big one. Make both teams really need that game for more than just pride. So I think that is what the University of Miami football team is playing for. In terms of who's going to be playing for them at the quarterback position, that remains to be seen. I don't believe one thing that I hear from them. Mario Cristobal said earlier this week, I think he said it on Monday, Tyler Van Dyke's good to go. But I'm skeptical. Because again, this week, Tyler Van Dyke did not talk to the media. That was Mario's tell last week. Tyler didn't talk when he normally does on a Tuesday. And then he didn't play, even though Mario said he's good to go. So now it just happened again. How injured is TVD? Will he be ready to go? Will the Canes instead use Emery Williams like they did last week? I think those are all fair questions. We won't know the answer until tomorrow. What I do know, though, whoever the Canes use at quarterback, they cannot come out with that same offensive game plan where they don't let the QB throw the ball downfield at all. I don't like that game plan whatsoever. The only reason Miami opened it up a bit and gave 
Williams any kind of chance was because they were down 10 in the fourth quarter. And as it turned out, that move, letting Emery throw, letting him rip it a bit, it paid off. Emery Williams turned out to be pretty good. It's amazing to me when you when you hear someone break down a game before the game starts. How are they going to win? Like, what's the keys to the game? What are the three keys? It amazes me how we always hear about avoiding the mental mistakes. Now, that part doesn't amaze me how we hear it. It amazes me when it comes to the University of Miami. See, 99% of the time, when you hear someone say, this team needs to avoid the mental mistakes, they're referring to the players. You don't want the players to make mental mistakes. But in Miami's case, what I'm hoping for is for their coach, Mario Cristobal, to avoid the mental mistakes. And don't tell me that's unfair. Don't tell me I'm picking on them. The Georgia Tech game, Mario was universally ripped for one of the worst mental mistakes a coach could make in the history of the game. He cost the Canes that football game. He cost them a W. And then last week against Clemson, near the end of regulation, the way Mario managed that clock, that also was a mental mistake. However you wanted to describe it, a mental error, whatever. He got very lucky that the Canes pulled that game out in double OT. Otherwise, I, and I think a lot of other people, would have spent this entire week talking about Miami not being able to run a two-minute drill. I don't care what level of football you're playing. Every single offense should have a two-minute drill. If you're running out of time and you need to score either a field goal or a touchdown, you need to win the game. You need to have your team ready to get plays off quickly. You cannot waste time between plays. You got to give your team a chance to win the game, even if it's tied. It was last week, and Miami had more than enough time to beat Clemson in regulation. But Mario actively played for overtime. Ultimately, yeah, it worked out. They won in double OT. But the process, the thinking, it was flawed. I don't care that a freshman quarterback was in. Miami's got an excellent kicker. They didn't even give him a chance. It was bad, and I don't want to see that happen again. And keep in mind, this late-game stuff, this decision-making stuff, being bad at it, that is Mario's reputation. He's known for it. So to see it manifest itself in Miami, while it's disappointing, in reality, it's what he's run into his entire coaching career so far. But it needs to be fixed because not only is Mario Cristobal getting $80 million to coach at UM, but imagine this happening in a major game. The Georgia Tech game was one thing, but what happens if it takes place in a major bowl game? The Canes would be the laughingstock of the entire country. It's a problem, and it could be easily 
addressed. With all that money, why don't why doesn't Mario just take some of it and hire himself a quality control coach or something? Like the the person's only job is clock management and timeouts. That's it. Where you tell Mario don't run a play, take a knee, or do not huddle, or, or spike it here, or take a timeout. Just basic stuff. So if Mario cannot handle it now, what is he going to do when this roster is really good? And speaking of really good, I know you will have a really good time vacationing because you may have done that this summer. You want to do it again Well, you could do it a lot. You could retire early. Trajan Wealth, they will get you to that early retirement much sooner than you think. Trajan Wealth, you got to get a hold of them. They're located locally in Palm Beach. Trajan Wealth will set up a plan. It will be designed based on your goals, which is so important. You tell them what you're looking for, they will design a plan just for that. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth, or you could call them at 561-390-1000. That's 561-390-1000. Contact Trajan Wealth now. Don't wait any longer. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. It's so great to have basketball back, to have the heat back. I know it's only been one game that they've had so far. They just held on to beat the Detroit Pistons. But tonight, the heat against the Celtics, the first time since Game 7, Last season, Drew Holiday and Porzingis, they're playing there now. Then it's on to Minnesota, the second night of a back-to-back. And then Monday, it'll be Dame time in Milwaukee. You talk about a three-game stretch pretty much right out of the gate on the road. Can't get much tougher than that. Spo joked about this before the opener. He said, sign me up for all these clutch games. I mean, they just beat Detroit after blowing a big lead. They barely beat him. It was a nail-biter. But suppose like, hey, if we can win these clutch games, which are going to be real stress tests, well, that's going to get us ready for playoff time. And we've seen a lot of stress tests from this Heat team. I'll get more into the Heat next week without a doubt. All right, that's all the time I got for this Friday afternoon. Enjoy your football weekend. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.